Source of the Force Season 2. This audio is taken from a live stream to Twitch and to YouTube. Thursday, the 20th of January 2022. First of all, welcome to Buddha Palm TV. Welcome to Source of the Force, even. How are we sounding at your end? There was a couple of echoes there, but I think we've got rid of the gremlins now. So today, really, this whole Source of the Force thing was about, to me, initially was about giving people, I respect their flowers when I could give them that respect. And so the first person I asked on the first time around was a very close and dear friend of mine, man I respect a lot, a man that gives me headaches and I give him headaches all the time too. And a man I respect a lot and I had to bring him back on again, man, because I'm trying a new thing. So I've got to grab a, a dude that's going to be a guinea pig. So who better than get my, my brethren, the man DJ Croc. That's who we're rocking with tonight. So let me just drag him up on here. Yes, sir. Mr. Crockington, Wagwan. How you doing, can you bro? Hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Could All go right. a bit louder though, bro. How yeah. All right, all right, all right. How's that? How's that? Yeah, How's that? nice, mate. All right, so I'm here the guinea pig again. <laughs> again. Hey, in the in the nicest, nicest way. That's all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. You'll I'll take, take it. it. You got to take it when you. Good can, evening man. to the, all the people in the chat. Good evening, uh, Easy Kerry, aka Black Gypsy, aka Tamu. Yeah. Big up Diva. Good evening, Kim. Big up Kim. Uh, good evening. Alexina, good evening, uh, Melly Mel, good evening, Natasha, um, good evening, Hillary. Hey, it's a nice turnout, man. It's yes, nice. yes, yes, yes. I'm sure. Did I miss someone? Did I miss someone? Ian Morlin, salute. Ian Morlin's in the building as well. In the well. building as well, man. Big up Brain Socks. Brain Socks. Brain Socks. Big up Brain Socks. Watch Party Massive. Big okay. up Brain Socks, man. Big All up right. Brain Socks. So, for the uninitiated, Source of the Force was a a podcast that I was doing on um, Spotify and on YouTube um, where I brought people on and interviewed them and talked about their influences growing up with regards to music, film, TV, and talk a bit about their life and the kind of, the kind of sources of the force that sort of made them who they are today. Do you know what I mean? So my first encounter, my first sort of foray into this whole interview thing was with my brethren, DJ Crock. And if we're going to go for season two and do it live, this is who I've got to ride into the war with, man. You know what I mean? My man, Crockington. Crockelit. Croc oh, here we go. Crockzilla. Here we go. Oh, my days. And it begins. Good in, evening, in Karen chat, James. more names for DJ Croc, man. Do you know what I mean? No, we All don't need no more names. No more names. <laughs> Big up, oh. nah, seriously, seriously, though, right? Do you know what I mean? This whole kind of journey on, on Twitch and on YouTube and stuff was all started by conversations with us together. And you know what I mean? Yep. This gentleman here is, is a, a, an inspiration to a lot of people. And I've got a lot of love and a lot of respect for the dude. Do you know what I mean? So respect. that's why I had to ask you first. But first of all, I knew you'd do it because, do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're afraid of coming to chat and standing in front of a camera. So that's first of all. Second of all, I know you would do it well. And I know that, you know what I mean? You're 100% supportive of things that I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. use the first port of call. You know what I'm saying? All right. That's all good, man. That's, that's all good, love. Man. That's love, man. For that's real. all love. For real. So um, 
Got to just shout out Karen James again in the chat. Big up Karen James. Oh, is Karen have to big up Karen. Yeah, man, we've got to big up Karen. Of course, man. We've got to big up Karen James. Big up Karen James. How you doing, sis? I hope you had a good birthday. Hope everything was Chris. You know what I mean? So, Source of the Force, what we talk about is um, music, film, TV, places, people that were big influences on you growing up. You know what I mean? So, I'm bringing crop back because I think there were some stones unturned the last time. You know what I mean? It was the first one. So, we kind of went through it and I think there was gaps that we can fill to dear. You know what I mean? Okay. And plus, if you're being real about it, the last couple of years, man, have been mad. Do you know what I mean? And there's been a a whole different part of the journey for the last couple of years with all the madness that we've all been going through. So yeah. it'd be good to touch on that too, if possible. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, cool. Um, so first of all, I will go back. I mean, for people who may not have seen the, the, the um, initial episode of Source of the Force um, with Croc, I mean, we talked about from childhood days. I mean, Croc, talk to me a little bit about where you grew up, just to sort of uh, overlap. And um, So... Uh Born and raised in Wolverhampton, um, originally Bushbury, an area called Bushbury, Warwick Avenue. Um, pretty well-known road. Um, very blessed to grow up on that road. Um, just a little cul-de-sac, so very kind of family-orientated orient thing. Um, and then over to Whitmarines, also in Wolverhampton. I was there till like, I was 18. And then in 93, moved to London to go to uni, um, study sociology and educational studies to pursue a career in youth work. Wicked. Wicked. Uh, so did uh, three years there, my undergraduate degree at Roehampton Institute. Um, and uh, yeah, when I finished, I think I was back down them sides, up them sides for maybe like a month before I was offered a job back down in London so I just I came straight back oh, to really? the job okay. and uh, and that was it I've, I've been here ever since yeah. um, so was that there weren't any opportunities in Wolves at the time so you there were more the in London more it was, that's that's why I chose to to come back there were more much more opportunities for work in London than there were back up in Wolves or the West Midlands so yeah. that was it yeah and then, so um, going down to London mm-hmm going down to the big city from little little Wolverhampton mm. <laughs> so how was that how, how did you find that was it it was no big deal for me it? because I'd always been coming here I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd been spending already, my or? yeah I'd been spending my uh, school summer holidays in London since I was about eight years old um, that mm. was the first I was I remember being put on a train <laughs> to, <laughs> to London Look at here um, now. This little message here. Runway and lovers in, in the wild in west. In the wild west. <laughs> oh, I, I come back. I come back. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't stay gone for good. You know. Um, so yeah, there were there were more opportunities here, but it was I was used to London by then because, like I said, I'd always been. What I would generally do is I'd spend half my summer holidays in Wolves and half in London. Mm -hmm. So. You know, by the time that came, I was I was already used to London and had friends here and 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 what have you. So, mm. it wasn't but, it wasn't that much of a culture shock. I'd already got used to it, but it is very different from Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> but I, th I think the the differences as well is like living somewhere and visiting somewhere for in the six weeks holidays are different yeah. things. So, how did you find that sort of transition? 
Um, I guess at that age, probably an exciting thing. It was a positive thing, isn't it? It was a positive thing. You know, yeah. going to uni was a whole new new world for me. Do you know what I mean? So it was just being exposed to new people, new places, new ideas and ways of thinking, new concepts, um, just new experiences. Do you know what I mean? Um, not just all based at uni. I mean, like, just going at sampling the London nightlife and the club scene and whatever, which was thriving compared mm. to <laughs> to wolves you know what i mean so um it was it was cool one thing i did note i did notice from early on was that um a lot of people wore black as i'm as he says as he's sitting here in a black top in a black hoodie but a lot of people wore black they didn't wear so much colors and people Wait, are less wolves or london no down in london right okay and then people are generally not as warm as they are in Wolves, you know, mm. people, it was people you don't even know will chat to you or say hello to you at the bus stop or whatever. Yeah. You, you don't really get that so much. I've uh, got a question for you, London. actually. You're talking about that. Mm. In London, do you, st as standard, get the black nod? Do you, is that a thing in London? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. The black nod. For those people who don't know, people must know the black nod here, man. <laughs> chat, put in the chat if you don't know about the black nod. You know what I mean? It's a standard thing. <laughs> Prepare to have your black card revoked <laughs> if you don't. Hey, no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Let's keep it real around here. Let's keep it, it real. Man. I was in Munich, I got the black nod. I was with a brethren from um, Siberia, right? And uh, I came off the off the, off the the train, walking mm. to the hotel with my bags and stuff, and I saw the guy, a black guy going, we both went, went looked at each other and went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you know him? Nah, man, I don't know him from Adam, mate. You know what I mean? That's just I, I know him, but I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is it, man, the nod. You yeah. see, people know the nod. Natasha gets it as well. She's, she's. I think Natasha's from Leicester, judging right, from right. the chat. So she's saying she misses the small talk. Yeah, them little things I noticed you didn't really get so much down here. Um, mm. But other than that, it was, it was, everything was just faster. Faster and noisier. Just a faster pace of life. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's yeah. it really. So at the time, I mean, what, one of the comments you just made was about nightlife mm. being... Lit on all them thing there. Mm. So, what was the soundtrack at that time? What year? What year was this? What what year? Ninety three was when I I left to start uni. Right. And okay. obviously finish my degree, my first degree in ninety six. Yeah. Um, and then I did my postgrad. I think in two thousand. Right. Um. So the club scene. I mean, I wasn't really that active on it. I just kind of popped in. You know, and just took a look here and there, and um, I know that Shorty Blitz was just killing it then, as he is now standard. You know what I mean? My mum has been like five years old on turntables. <laughs> He's always been on flyers, always <laughs> from when I was allowed out. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember Shorty was killing it. Yeah. Um, I remember Asher World Sound with Chris Goldfinger was mm. still kind of. Riding high at them time there. Um, Chris Goldfinger was like the only other person, him and maybe Delano, um, who's a DJ and producer from Jamaica. They were the only other people who I heard who were scratch mixing reggae music All at right, that time. Okay. I didn't know anyone else. There was only me and them two, man. I didn't hear anybody else scratch mixing um reggae music them time there so for so those reasons so you were doing reasons, it even back then 92 I was doing it from before I left Wolves right, I was okay. doing that before I left so before 93 I was 
scratch mixing reggae music and I wasn't hearing anybody else doing that. Only Goldfinger and then later on Delano. Mm. So let's recap a bit about the whole, because that, that's, that's probably something that people may, may or may not have heard about, um, you getting into um, doing that, sort of combining all the different styles. And like, for example, you're talking about bringing reggae music and scratching. That ain't a standard thing. So <laughs> how did that all come about, man? Do you know what I mean? Did you get dropped on your head and then two days you <laughs> do something? I got bit by a radioactive spider you know or something. What? And then, I, you know I, I, don't even, I don't even remember... <laughs> how that started i think it was i think it was because i was in love with hip-hop as much as i was with reggae yeah so for me it just seemed natural because i was used to just scratch mixing and whatever with, with whatever i played so it wasn't a big deal for me to do the same thing with the reggae records that mm -hmm. i had you know um but it generally wasn't something that you heard anybody doing. People would do it with hip hop. People might do it with soul, funk, break beats. But you you didn't really hear that with with reggae. So it was mm. just me practicing in my bedroom on my first set. And like I said, it was what, just what was natural. For, sorry. What was, the, what, what was your first set? What was your kit? <sighs> Are we talking like I, some some antique business? Or were you cutting, cutting, cutting uh, state-of-the-art stuff right, even back then? No, no. After the... I mean, we went through different stereos, which couldn't you couldn't DJ on. Mm. Um, and then after the, the stack system um, yeah. that my dad bought... Um, Pride and I joy then, business. Yeah, I started kind of saving and scrounging, uh, uh, saving to buy stuff, but also borrowing and scrounging whatever I could from people. So I had one... I bought one Technics turntable for second hand for 160 quid. Um, that was 160 pounds a whole heap as well. You know yeah. I mean? you know? um, and I had one belt drive turntable, looked like something from Jashaka sound system with the, <laughs> the wood ar around it. Nice. Um, and it was, but it was real wood as well. It, it was, was like wood. It was real wood <laughs> with an S tone arm and, and, and all of that. No pitch control or nothing. So all you could do was just that and take it off. And that yeah. was it. And I bought a mixer from Tandy's. Right. Um, and I only bought it because it had sound effects. So <laughs> that was it. The little... <laughs> and all them kind of gun sound effects and all them kind of thing there. So that was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, yeah. I couldn't... You couldn't really mix properly because one deck had pitch and I could adjust the speed and, and all that the other deck you couldn't do nothing with it wow. yet still I still did mixtapes whole 90 minute mixtapes with those two turntables even though one of them the speed you couldn't adjust the speed at all and you couldn't scratch with it because it was a belt drive mm. all you could do is let it play and I still managed to do whole 90 minute mixtapes with those two turntables yeah. and the one that you couldn't do nothing with. <clears throat> you know I mean? So when was your first sort of foray into playing live? I got asked to DJ one day at the Culture Centre in, in Wolves, the old Culture Centre in Wolverhampton. Hey, um, tell, first of all, tell people about Culture Centre. What, what, what is this? What is this, what is this place, man? You know culture I mean? Centre. on that, fam. Well, as, as the name implied, it was, it was uh, the cultural hub, I guess, for black people in Wolverhampton. So everything went on there. We went to youth club there. 
Um, when we were old enough, we went to big dance there. Um, it was it was just a central spot for for black people in in Wolverhampton. Um, I was doing some voluntary work for an organization called ACCI, the Afro-Caribbean Community Initiative, which is an organization that supports people from the African or African-Caribbean community um, who are having challenges with their mental health. Mm. So they were doing a fundraiser um, one year and as I was working there, they knew I did music, they asked me to DJ there. And there were a whole load of big name DJs for me at the time. Uh, Skyline Radio was like the main community radio station in Wolverhampton. So all the Skyline men, they were there, Captain and Country and Banton being all them men there were there. Yeah. yeah, man, Skyline Radio is is, um, is foundation. So they were all there. I was just warm up. Um, and I remember walking to the Culture Centre with... Um, uh, a whiskey box, a cardboard whiskey box uh, of records. It was a Bell's whiskey box, I think it was. And um, I didn't want to walk on the road with all these boxes, so I walked the back roads, but that meant I had to climb over the dual carriageway with this open box of records in this cardboard whiskey box. Risk and assessment. Kind of balance this thing as <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get over the dual carriageway in middle section and on the other side. Frogger. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. Um but that was my first time I got uh, officially called out of the bedroom to play and I'm I'm proud to say I smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. Yeah. Um I think I was getting some laughs when I walked in with this whiskey box. But on the way out, people like pat me on the back saying, yo, respect. That was wicked. That was tough. Respect. So and I was how like, old were okay. you when you did that? How old was that? Um, I was either, I would have been about 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Bigger G. Big up, sir. Bigger in there. Maximum, Big maximum. Up Bigger G. Bigger G. Yeah, man. So from there, what, what were the next steps? So you um, found out that you can do this thing live. You're getting all the backpacks. You, even though that you got the Mech Mech setup, man, you're still smashing it. What, what's the what's the next step? I got I got asked to um, Fatted asked me to fatted. big up Fatted. Big up yes, Fatted. Man. Fatted was the owner for of Motivate Sound in Wolverhampton, and Fatted heard me play one day again at Culture Center. Um, big up, Mr. Mills. Welcome, bro. He. Um, Big up Jim Mills. Salute yeah. Jim Mills. Bless. Uncle Jimmy. In it. Um, so Fathead heard me play one one time at Culture Center and then he asked me, he said he wanted me to come and select for the sound, for Motivate Sound. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was honored. Motivate is a big sound. This big Wolverhampton sound. That's our year-to-year sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was honored to be even thought to be good enough to select on on that on such a big sound so i said yes um and that was it i didn't manage to stay on there long yeah. because you got um, Watty killer in the building as well we got Watty. Watty killer there yeah man fire <laughs> <laughs> salute Watty. respect my brother salute so um i i played on my i, I 
all of a sudden at age 18, that was, I was the selector for Motivate Sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't able to stay there very long because at 18 is when I left Wolverhampton to go to university. So as I joined the sound, I was literally studying and revising to get into uni, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't stay as selector or motivate for very long because I went on to London to pursue, you know, other, other things, other mm. dreams. You know? Yeah, yeah. Wicked. So what, what sort of things did you learn from playing on a sound system? Because, you know what I mean, that's like... It's hard you know, work, mate. It's a lot of hard work. There's a lot, a lot of, of moving parts. Being in the back of transit vans, isn't it? That's there's a lot <laughs> of moving parts, mate. Literally, there's a lot of moving parts. Mm. But ultimately, coming from that background has served me well. And in the sense that um, when you're dealing with technical stuff, especially today, you know, the, the equipment for DJing and whatever and sound has got very technical it's got more digital it's um not so much analog now it's mm. more digital more digital now so there's more technical components to this um and that has put me in really good stead especially for live events because when things pop down a lot of djs don't know what to do yeah, to yeah. fix it or to put it right right but if you got someone like myself who's got a sound man uh, background mm. we are used to things popping down and then you just find a way to rewire it or whatever and keep the party going keep the sand on and keep the party going just so hook up to a lamppost or something whatever whatever <laughs> so i now also have a bit of a reputation for being that guy who not just plays music he's the guy. when something goes wrong my name is often called to fix it or resolve it or whatever mm-hmm. do you know what i mean but and that's coming from a sound man background i'm used to the technicals wiring up this and that and what have you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so in that sense coming from a sound man background has, has served me very well yeah so leaving wolverhampton and going down down south mm. right so Going down south, what were your connections down there? What, who were you moving with? What things were you listening to? Um, what were your influences? I wasn't really moving with anybody as such, you know, because really and truly, I'm, I'm in London, but them time there, Wolves, in fact, all now, Wolves is still my home. You mm. know what I mean? So I wasn't really moving with anybody as such. Um, I was pretty much a loner then, and I am pretty much a loner now, to mm. be honest. I don't really move in a, move in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what I was listening to in 93 um, 93 it was um, swing beat stuff um, give me for instance like who um, I remember being at uni and I think it was 95 that um, low key released an album called Back to the House and it was the same year as Blackstreet releasing their first album. Mm. And those two albums for me were album albums of the year. Those two albums. Uh Straight Fire. Straight Straight Fire. Um 
what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, um, I started listening a bit more to hip hop again, Gangstar, um, Jerry the Damager, stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I was definitely listening to a lot of hip hop, um, R&B. Um, I used to listen to Keith uh, Keith Lawrence's show. Keith Lawrence and DJ Crime had a show on. Um, oh gosh, it was Power Jam FM. I think it was mm-hmm. a station I later played on myself in London, and it was called um, the Beatdown, and uh, it was hip hop and R and B slow jams remixes and. Uh, that was a show I'd never miss because, yeah. you know, some people would run home to watch EastEnders or something. I would run home to listen to the beat down. Right? See, so, that, see that now, right? That's something people don't do. We're so used to consuming things when we want to watch it. That's why it's mad people coming to watch this live now. Yeah. Because I know I don't watch it. I don't normally watch anything live apart from things. People watch it back. Yeah, 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 watch it back, yeah. like Netflix, everything I, I've consumed like that, so... No, this was this was on analogue radio. This was, I think, yeah, before yeah, digital radio, so we yeah. had to, we had to, I had to run home or make sure I was in my yard when the show was on, to, yeah. and I would record it. I still have my cassette tapes are over there, oh, as you can see, cassettes? Yeah, and one of those tapes is is the beatdown. It says the beatdown on it, Keith Lawrence and DJ Crime. Um, salute to... Keith Lawrence and DJ yeah. Crime. Keith Lawrence does the produce the intro music for One Nation Under a Blues that we use right. on Friday nights. Yes. So and you had seen that name before somewhere. I think you yeah. got it on your credits, isn't it? That's right. That's yeah, yeah. Keith Lawrence's production. It's actually from a tune called Wahala by Breeze right. that he did with Breeze. Um, so yeah, hip hop and R and B, that kind of swing beat, R and B, kind of funky sound to it that's what I was on that mm-hmm. time there you know what I mean but I was I, also with the dancehall scene I never really fully left the dancehall scene either you and were mean? you about the um, like the new Jack Swing style address high top some kind of shirt I was, some, some serious suit business I I, mm, I wasn't so much into that when when I came to London I think I was that I was more pre me moving to London. You know what right, I mean? Right, so right. yeah, I was down with it. I had my high top, I had steps, I had all kind of patterns and <laughs> colours and all kinds of shit going on in my in my oh, head. Sorry. Big up Mr. Morling, Ian Morling in the building. Salute. Big up, yeah. sir. Welcome, welcome. Yeah man. Sorry, Croc. No, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I'm just uh, gotta pay attention to the chat as well. Yeah, Hillary, new shoes, definitely, 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 definitely. Yeah. Mantronics for sure. Loose ends is my favourite soul group of all time um Sade yeah was listening to all of that Black Street Wicked album yes Karen James it was so um <laughs> you're more in Skyline yeah, on the email go a, bit, <laughs> a bit of loose ends oh yes <laughs> the, the best we're not even dropping any tunes well <laughs> go on then run with him <laughs> Still remember that, Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like you, make you 
Sense, my number one, my favorite, yeah, my favorite group. You see, that tune does not age at all, man. It still sounds so crisp. For real, for real. Wicked. So yeah, man, that was it. Yeah. That was it, that was it. So yeah, come to London, just more the hip hop and swing beat. That's what I was heavy into when I first came down. Mm. Yeah. Wicked. So uni, how did uni go and what did that lead to? Did you... Get to work. Uni was just about partying, man. Really and truly. I went to. I went to. <laughs> You've been this. real now. I'm not like this. One hundred. One hundred. I went to you. I did not go to uni yeah, to it's, study. It's bookworm, man. I did Boy, not go time. to uni to to go to class, study no book, or mm. or or any of that. I didn't go to uni for. I was very clear on why I went to uni. I went to uni because I wanted to be. I wanted to work in youth work youth and community work. Yeah. And in order to get into that job, I needed that piece of paper mm-hmm. from one of these institutions. Yeah. That was it. Hoops. That was it. Hoops to jump through. I went yeah. to get a key for a door. That, yeah. that was it. So I didn't study nothing. There's only one thing I remember from the whole three years of my first degree. And I was in a, a lecture about uh, medicine in sociology. Mm-hmm. And the lecturer, I remember the lecturer saying, if you ever knew what they put in paracetamol, you would never, ever take it. Really? What, what? Yeah. You need to elaborate on that, fam. I didn't, I, I didn't ask no questions. <laughs> I didn't ask no questions. She was talking about the chemicals that are uh, used in, in everyday pharmaceuticals. Right. Well, as like the kind of the, the binding Ibuprofen, aspirin, stuff like that. Right, okay. So she said, if you ever knew what they put in paracetamol, you would never, ever take it. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember from three years, a three-year degree <laughs> in sociology and educational studies. That's it. Wow. That's it. Yeah, that was, that's three years well spent, fam. That was, that was good. Yo, listen, I had parties to put on every year, yeah? So <laughs> I got more important things to do. Yes, hear me. Take this fast. Yeah, you know I mean? so that so, was okay. It. So, did did you did you go into youth work? Sort of post that. <laughs> Sorry, Natasha froze the box of paracetamol away. Isn't it? Oh no, <laughs> Mate, that's what I, I did. I, I know, I know. I'm gonna have to do some research on that. First. That's what I, I to did. To be honest, I don't like taking tablets at all. You know, I took it like it's. It's a weakness if I take a tablet and I got a headache. You got a headache because something's wrong. Deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Masking, you know? I, I will only take something like that if it's absolutely, I can't stand it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I'll ride it out. I'll just go, yeah. go lay down, shut me eye and that's it. I mean. Yeah. Nah, you've, yeah, you've got me worried now, you know, mate. Well, it worried me. See that? It, it worried me. It's the it only thing that stuck think. in my head. And, um, I, th- yeah, anyway, so obviously I've looked into it more now, but I don't, I don't take those things unless it is... I, I absolutely can't go without it. I have mm. to. It's that bad. You mm. know what I mean? So what about the youth work thing? Is that something that you did down while you was down in London or came back here and did or? No, I started youth work in Wolves. That yeah, was yeah. my first my first youth work job was in Wolves at Heath Town um, Community Centre. Kessa gave me my first youth work job. Big up Kessa. Yeah. Hey, look look who's just rocked up, man. Who, who, who. Yo, grown folks. Grown folks, Conrad yo. in the building. Big up, sir. Family. Bam. Salute. Big What's up, Cammy as well. Hot tight, Cammy. Salute. 
Um, London, the real London Royal couple. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, my, I, my first Catch youth work job was in... Say what? Catch me when, when the serious pain licks me, I'm yamming them like smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I like realness, man. Fair play, fair play. Yeah, I don't really want to be visiting anybody in the hospital, though. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> take time. Um, you working? That's where you went to look. <laughs> no, Hillary. <laughs> the job was cool. So, my first job was teaching... Um, it was not my first job, but my first youth work job. It was teaching um, the youths how to mix, how to DJ, and how to mix in the youth club in the in a summer scheme. Um, so yeah, did that there first, and then just just never stopped. I started DJing from school, yeah. to be Laura honest. Stars, sorry man, I have to say people. Good I'm evening, gonna... Laura. Big up, Laura. Evening, Salute, evening, madam. evening. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, man, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And how did you find that? How do you find that? Were the Utes as bad as they are today? You know what I mean? Nowhere near. I know know people sort of look back and look at things in rose-tinted glasses and think, oh, you see my day now, but but was it it a thing? Was it a thing compared to now? Not at all. Mm. The the way things are with the Utes now, it's not not all their fault, you know what I mean? But um, because they... They, uh, it comes from somewhere. Things happen for a reason. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And there, there are reasons for why they are. Things are so different now for them than they were for us. Not all down to them. Um, but it is definitely a situation that I didn't feel I could continue to work with. I couldn't work with the change in government policies, which I knew were not serving them. Yeah. So it got to a point where I became disillusioned working in. Um, the field of young people, and I was working in health at the time. I was I was um, running um, health services for young people in mm. for a PCT in Hackney, and I couldn't get, I couldn't agree with some of the government policies that were changing and how they would affect the youths. And I felt compromised. Yeah. I felt like give us some for integrity- instance what what things were changing at the time. Like for example, changing the the age that defined who young people are which meant that services would now be cutting off half of the people who were eligible to to go there before and they were just expected to go into the adult services. Mm. Now, there were very good and clear reasons why young people would not want to go to adult services, especially the services that I used to run, which were sexual health and family planning. Very clear reasons, easy to understand reasons why they don't want to walk into an adult service and see their neighbours or their parents, friends or whatever for them to go report back to their parents, mm. etc. But that was one of the decisions that was made. So the, the, they were good. the government was going to start targeting on, before that, the age for young people was like 13 to 25. Then they made it 13 to, I think it was 19. So, or 13 to 18, 13 to 18 or 13 to 19. And everybody above that just got dashed out and had Mm. to go to adult services. That's one of the things I just couldn't agree with. And I felt like I was compromising myself. The more these policies were being introduced, which I knew were not in Mm. the interest of the youths, I felt like uh, I I couldn't continue to, to serve in in, yeah. in 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 all of that and be a part of that so that was one of the reasons why i left but also 
they use them as they're different, man. They 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 got they don't have they don't have as much fear of recourse. There's less recourse for them if they um, step out of line. You know what I mean? Um, what, now compared to then, or there's less recourse now for them. Mm. They don't have no fear. The realists they don't have no fears because they don't have they don't have nothing to fear. They yeah. don't have no re- no fear and no recourse or nothing. When when I was a you I had to mind how I behave because if my parents weren't around to see it, somebody else on the road would see it and report back 100%. to them. And then when I got when my parents got home, I would catch whatever licks or whatever Mate. discipline I was gonna get Mate. because someone had reported back. I'd yeah. been out of order or whatever on street. That doesn't exist anymore, yeah. really. So yeah, it's yeah. worse. It's worse now, in it's my like, opinion. It's like they say, it takes a village to raise the child, isn't it? And that's yeah. what it used to be. Where I grew up on Farnham, it was the same thing. I remember my mum. My mum would, if somebody came back to my mum and said, "Yo, Trevor was doing this." I would just get lick first and ask after. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no smoke without fire. You know, for all <laughs> you those, know? for all those who missed it. <laughs> Government name. I didn't clock. So yeah, man, maybe it's something to do with being in a cul-de-sac because we're in a cul-de-sac. There's less places to run or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the whole estate, mate. The whole I everybody guess. knew everybody. Everybody true knew that. everybody. So, true that. You know? True that. That that doesn't happen. I was talking about that the other day. It's like. You used to know your neighbour, your next door neighbour. If we lived in a cul-de-sac, you knew everybody. Yeah. You know, whether you got on with them or not, that was a different thing, but you knew everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I know my, t- my neighbours left and right, but anybody else, I don't really know them. So it, it is, it's different now. It is yeah, different man. Now. For real. For real. Yeah. For real. So, so, okay. So you were disillusioned with working in that field. So mm. what next? What go on? Um, so what, what year was this? What year was this? I left... The NHS in oh my days. I think it was. I think it was round about two thousand and eight. Mm. Um, I left the NHS and then I did some freelance work, uh, training and consultancy for a couple of years, um, up and down the country. And I did um, actually I did uh, some stints abroad as well. Uh, in South Africa was was nice. Oh, wicked. Um, so yeah, it was freelance training and consultancy. But then, always, I always wanted to throughout throughout the whole time where I'm doing this all this youth work, I'm still DJing and doing radio shows and doing all of that stuff on on the side. But I always had in the in the back of my mind, I wanted to switch that and make the music come up front and be the main thing that I did. And if I wanted to still work with the, with the young people, with the youths, I could still do that on the mm. side if I wanted to. So that's where I am now. So I am self-employed with One Nation and not just DJing, also hiring out the sound system, lighting, doing events. As you know, uh, that's that's where I'm at. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah, wicked. So when when you first sort of changed over, uh, uh, sorry, what what year was that ish? Um, I mean, it's hard to put a one year on it because it was like a work in progress, yeah, yeah, setting yeah, up like a- the business, you know. So even before I left the NHS, I was already kind of putting in moves mm. to establish what I've got now. Do you know what I mean? So I I, I don't really know to put a, a specific date or year on it mm. like that. 
you know, I know we did our first One Nation event in 2013. Was right, it 14? Okay. 2013 yeah. or 14, we did our first event. So not too long after, left the NHS 2008, did um, freelance training and consultancy for a few years. And then early 2000s, um, then um, did a bit of work in schools, went into mm-hmm. schools for a bit in Hackney, primary schools with the ideas of being a teacher. Um, but all the time the music stuff was still just bubbling bubbling and just yeah. building I was getting more and more equipment um, playing in different places and, and all of that so it was all just a work in progress and it still is a work in progress if I'm yeah. honest it's infinite mate it's infinite so influences around these sort of times so when you're you're, you're deciding you, you're kind of transitioning over to you know what I mean if you looked at it as a big cake, a bigger slice of the cake is going to be your music side of thing and the pursuit of making that a success. So what are your influences there? You're still obviously, reggae's your foundation thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what were like your musical influences um, around those sort of times? Around those sort of times, my gosh. Um, oh, Lord have tunes mercy. around those sort of times that you were playing when you were playing out. Drop some. <laughs> neck. All right, now now you're asking. In it. Um, yes. What do you mean? Oh <laughs> Lord have mercy. What were the tunes I was dropping around them time there? Okay, let me find one. Yeah, man, this is out, one of the my favourite tunes. This is live um, people that I used to remember. This is not a clash. <laughs> <laughs> this was a so. I, when I came to London, I um, I think that was when I discovered Garage. That's oh, when okay. Garage came yeah, yeah. about. So, yeah. um, one of the tunes that I always loved was was this one. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. All right. How's that sounding, people? It's like. It's- All right. Let me know if you can hear that. Okay, people. Can you hear that? Hello, let's go. Let's go already. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this is Wookie. Track entitled Down on Me. This one, watch the bass drop. So this is one of my favorites. Yeah, this was a big shoot. Big shoot. Nice. Yeah, so that was one of my favorites. I used to like Ridson uh, a lot. Um, and then of course there was the um, oh gosh um, there was the hip hop stuff and I remember um, oh I'm trying to find it now there was a, a gangstar tune that I really used to love when I was at uni I discovered it when I was at uni 
And um, oh, I'm trying my best to see if I can find this tune now. Uh, no, 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 no. I must have it. I must have it. I must have it. There it is. Okay. So this was uh, one of my favorites as well. Gangstar. I think I bought this in 94, 95. Question remains, which MCs will win? Which ones will gain? How many suckers will feel pain? Holter F.O.R. on YouTube. Phrases I spit like slugs after I sip from Good to my see you. life is bug. The baseline groove is my drug. Now that you feel me, you'll hear some advice. All your foul niggas gonna pay the fucking price. So take that phony hardcore look off your grill. Cause I'll be stopping you still with the intent to kill. This is a battle rhyme in case you haven't noticed. You get yeah, replaced, you get, you get demoted. demoted. I give chumps cranium lumps just like Louisville. I stand tall just like the Catskill Mountains. Praying like a cougar ready to pounce it, denouncing all the unrealistic fake gangsters, fake mystics. So let me make this specific. You know we're nearest, the original gifted. Lines get twisted, brain cells dissolve. As the world revolves, whack crews lick my balls. They can't deal with the real, with some 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 remains tough so yeah those are the kind of things i was i was listening to them time there as yeah. well as a whole heap of bashi stuff holy heap of bashi <laughs> holy heap of bujo holy heap of capleton mm. um holy heap of bounty killer all that kind of stuff scare yeah. them crew <laughs> yeah man. So, so i know say music is you you cut you, you in half right like black people rock with music right that's you you know what i'm mm. saying so what about film tv are you big on film? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Love films. Love films. Um, so, th- before we go into the films, there were some amazing concerts that I should just touch on as well. All right. As, okay. Um, Please do. Hillary said she was waiting for Scare Them. Um, <laughs> Scare Them crew was actually one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. Um, it was at Brixton Academy. Um, and it was an absolute madness. Um, and also, in fact, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, man, uh, drop it, start, drop it. Yeah, I'm trying, but it's, I'm not, I can't find stuff. This is the annoying part of when you have this digital thing going on, because if you're dealing with a record box, you just pull out the record and play it. Mm. You know, you got a finite number in it. Yeah, that's part of the problem I'm discovering. So I don't have all of my records on the laptop. Mm. So anyway, I'm not going to go and dig out the vinyl. So yeah, Scare Them Crew, one of the best concerts, Brixton Academy. D'Angelo with Slum Village, the original lineup of Mm. Slum Village at Brixton Academy. Mm. Also amazing. Imagine, went to see D'Angelo and Slum Village were warming up. The, the original lineup were proper warming up. Proper slum village. Proper yeah. slum village. Proper <laughs> slum village. Not blokes, couple blokes from Detroit. Nah, proper mate. Not some man them from round away in in the D. You know what mm. I mean, the original lineup. Um, yeah, so some amazing concerts as yeah. as well. But films, yeah, man, I was definitely into film. I can't remember what films I was watching at that time. If you're gonna ask me that, I, I can't help you. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. 
But yeah, b- um, big in, big on films. Yeah. So okay, so you're going into the music thing, mm. and what what was the the kind of concept behind One Nation? Was that what you kind of landed on straight from the start, and you worked with that, or no. was that something that sort of evolved? It, it was a it was somewhere. a frustration, man. It was um. Yeah, here he's dropping some yeah, bangers man. of films in the heat. in the chat. You see, heat, heat, heat is Shh, that's oh Lord have mercy. Those three films right there, mate. Yeah, Mm-mm. for real, Mm-mm. for real, for real, for real. Super Diva, what? Oh, I was there. Where we Diva? Were you at that concert? Slum Village and and D'Angelo at Brixton Academy. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Some praising gals. Tear off the So Diva was there. Diva was there. Diva, you you remember? Did you have anything to do with the tearing (laughs) man's shirt? Diva, do you remember how many times he played that first note from How Does It Feel? (laughs) He just kept playing that first note. And all the women, ah! <laughs> and then circle down, and he do it again. Dun. Ah! And I don't know how long he did this for before he finally went into the tube. It was ridiculous. Every time, we... Dunk. Ah! people passing out. And yeah, all it was it. crazy. Oh, it's oh, wow. crazy. <laughs> heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, but heavy, yeah, heavy. those films definitely. Heat was the one. Leon, bigger G. Yeah, Leon was bad. Tough film. Tough, and tough, what tough was film. the one with the, the greatest car chase ever? Which one was that? Um, with um, Ronin. Ronin. That's Ronin. the one. Ronin. Tough Lord have mercy. Tough car chase. The greatest car chase tough in the history chase. of car chases on tough film. Tough car chase, man. <laughs> tough car chase. But it, it's... Yeah. So the yeah, one nation thing. Films, man. We'll go on a tangent, fam. It, it, Sorry. It, it, I, I love, I, yeah, film is a big thing. Obviously, music, film is a big thing for me. And I mean, the, the, the films that people are naming in the chat right there, mm. you know what I mean? Your Heat, your Scarface, mate. Those are, we're talking about a remake of Scarface, man. I, I think you should just leave I that alone. I think you alone. should leave it alone. Leave it alone, man. Yeah, I agree. Leave I agree. it alone. It's like going back to that Matrix, fourth Matrix, that just let me down. You know what I mean? Leave me alone. Spoiler leave alert. If you haven't seen the fourth <laughs> Matrix, sorry. Bam, 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 bam. Oh no! <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> Everybody knows, man. It's a, the thing is right. It's a decent film, but when you've seen the other ones, it's kind of like you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, 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 it is yeah. what it is. So yeah, way. One Nation came about because I was just. Um, um, What's an Audi A4 because of that film? pissed off of going out and not being able to hear everything that I wanted to hear under the one roof. Yeah. So I decided that I would just create something that that was that myself, basically. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. the, the, there was too much of, if you're going to go hear the old school soul, it's, you're going to go to an old school soul rave and that's pretty much all they're going to play for the night. Or it's a hip hop thing and it's primarily that that they're going to play for the night or mm. whatever. I wanted to go somewhere where I could hear everything and anything mm. where you could hear loose ends and tenor saw in the same dance as well as Wookiee as well as mm. I don't know Dennis Brown whatever you could hear all of that shit in one place you know what I mean so that's why I created One Nation and the name I didn't the name was from the um, 
Funkadelic tune, One Nation Under a Groove. And that was my concept for the event. It was that moment when you, a, a, a big tune comes on in a dance, right? And everybody's hands go up and everybody's like, oh, you know what I mean? At that moment, um, everybody's differences in the room just fall away. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Nobody cares who you are, where you come from, or where you look like, or whatever. In that moment, everybody's united under that tune, whatever it is that's just dropped. And so that's why I wanted to use the that name from that tune, One Nation Under a Groove, because in that moment, everyone in the room or in the dance is like one unified people mm-hmm. under the banner of this music. You understand? So that's that's where the name came from because that's really what I was trying to create. So hence, One Nation as a brand promotes unity through music. That's mm-hmm. that's what that's what we do. Yeah. And no, the tune I was looking for before was this one. Oh, you found it now? Yeah. Run it, run it, run it, man. Hold on, hold on. Wait, I wear the box cover. I'm getting confused with too many laptops around here. You got an extra multiple laptops, Yo, mate. Remember this one? Man, no play them thing there, you know. Lord God, you see it? I don't, I mean, no. When some boy that's one of my girl, boy, yeah. No, as a boy, this big job curtain. I have a toddler from scared them, and guess what? Remember this? Bad man, no dress like girl. We no boy, no one's, and now we no bleach face, and we no wear drop curl. Well, some freaky, freaky boy, this happened. When they did this? Bad man, no dress like girl. No born no one and now we no bleach face and we know we have dropped pearl. Well, some freaky freaky boy fits What a killer, you know? Me look bush and bashy. Now me must be no one, me latest Versace. We no born no one and we know two Jerry. Natural as me born and some y'all don't tell me. Hey, yeah. Some boy them get drowned out, them face go bleach out. They pan a wrong road, look like a girl. When he ma go out, them misty again, they can be girl in the crowd. Scare them. Dress like girl, 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 it's not there anymore and we didn't even have the main room but we started off there um what were we playing i think we were playing a lot of house um hip hop um yeah there's a lot of house a lot of hip hop um Melly Mel can help me with this as well because she was there mm-hmm. um but I think, yeah, we play, I remember we played a lot of house, a lot of old school soul. We played like Sounds of Blackness, mm. um, Mantronics, which is some of the names we've seen in the chat already since evening. So there was a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of up-temps. A lot of the stuff that we play on the, the, the old school hip-hop Ray Train on Wednesdays, a yeah, yeah. lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So 90s that's what swing, it was about. Mel saying, asking 90s swing. Yeah, there was a lot of that stuff. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. So how would you describe the difference between then and now, like your events now? Are they similar kind of vein? 
What do you think? There's, 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 it's changed. It's evolved. No, they've definitely up. evolved. They've mm. definitely evolved to in, include um, dirt, <laughs> amongst other things. Yes. <laughs> so um, we have the visual element now because, well, even before we were at Ritzy, we've had the visual element with having a big screen and VJing, so playing the music and the videos on mm -hmm. screen. So we went through a period of um, doing VJing at the events. Um, then we started being big on people's birthday celebrations. You know, we'd make a big fuss about people celebrating their birthdays. We'd have slideshows of them on the screen and all that kind of stuff, which we still do now. Mm -hmm. um, now we have the games elements that we play um, first it started off with just table games. Now we have on-stage games. We have online games where people in the streaming, we stream now as well from the events and then yeah. the people on the live stream That's can join in the games with the people in the room. Down, yeah. yeah, so Streams it's it's magic. changed a lot and the mm. music has changed a lot as well. Um, my musical tastes have changed a lot, especially since we started the, the live streaming. That's taken the whole thing on a on a different trajectory mm. um so yeah we're known for what's what's called the dirt <laughs> as well um I, I think everyone everybody here probably knows about the dirt man we know about that man you know well oh do you want to elaborate a bit on dirt all right so you got dirt, dirt folder, is right? we all got dirt folders so just we all got dirt, dirt folders so this is this is something from my dirt folder one of my favorites from my dirt folder. Yeah. All right, check it. Who first coined the phrase dirt? All right, so this is one of my favorites from my dirt folder. So this is one of the changes we're now known for playing dirt as well as regular tunes. But our tunes aren't really regular. You know what I mean? Alright. That's right, Melly Mel. Tracks of a blow. Your little speakers. Alright, like this. Check it. Bass speaker alert. So for anyone that didn't understand what the dirt is, 
That's the dirt. That's the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's dirt. Some John referee that's got no name for that John. I don't know what that is, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's just like stuff that make exactly a gauge stank face. That's what it is. It's like <laughs> that's what that is. So, How yeah. did we? Do you know what? Before I've got to say, before we even started streaming and doing that thing together, right? I would even listen to stuff like that, you know. Didn't even really listen to it. You'd hear it and you go, rah, that's rah. But, do you know what I mean? That was never in I'd never discovered any collection, it until never we started streaming. Yeah, seriously, man. Yeah. We um we we were just playing some different stuff. Remember we got into this from watching the Neo and Indie mm-hmm. man do their thing. So big, big up, up James Neo Leng, Indie crew. Sweet P Cookie. Yeah, man. Salute gents. But then you remember Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes' album, mm-hmm. Extinction Level Event 2, changed all of that for yes. us because we wanted to hear um, tunes from that album on the Friday night session. But we knew we weren't going to hear that because it was a neo and indie soul session. Yeah. So we knew there was no way we were going to hear any hardcore hip hop over there. So... Me, you, and Beat Pusher, we just decided, well, let's let's do our own. So that's how the the online thing came about. Mm. Exactly, oh. exactly. And the 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 whole streaming. I was just trying to look for some some busters from that album. Well, mm. it take a bit of time to find it. The the whole kind of like you say, the whole premise behind it that was mad because it was literally a conversation on the on the Sunday. And then two twos, the Friday we were streaming in it. <laughs> two twos. It was just, yeah. There was no love. For real, there was, yeah. There was it's no true. thinking. It was just boom. We just, just did that. We just did it. It was mad. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It was less than a week. Yeah. Less than one week we, we had the conversation just dinner. like this on the Zoom. And mm. then by Friday, we were doing it. That was it. It was mad, mate. It was crazy. Yeah, but it was so much fun. The first one, look back at those ones now. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm going to do a best of um, One Nation. I'm going to show those early behind the scenes things and show people just how distressing it was. (laughs) (laughs) Just how distressing it was getting this thing off the ground. Um, So, but it was, but also it served the purpose because, you know, those Zoom calls came about because you, man, that's you, Beat Pusher and, and G-Force, Leroy. Yeah, big up Beat Pusher and G-Force, man. Big Salute. up G-Force and Beat Pusher. Then, man, you lot, you know, really started doing that thing because you lot were looking out for me mm. because I lost dad and then mom and then mm. Ty, you know, so I was in a in a bad way and mm. then the year ended off with the the love of my life leaving as mm. well um so it was just a it was it was literally the worst year of my life literally the worst year of my life and you know if it wasn't for little man who was living here with me at the time you and I probably wouldn't be having this this conversation, which is how deep it it got for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know we had during that time. Um, we all had like some serious convos. Everyone was going through their own thing. Mm. Um, like the 
2019 for me was was a bad one for me when I lost my mum. Mm. And you were there for me for that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I remember at the funeral, you rocking up. You didn't even say you was coming down, man, or coming up, should I say, from mm. London. And you rocked up. And that made me cry even more, stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's even possible. You know what I mean? Seriously, man. I laugh about it now, but that's just, it's messed up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you I know, rock, man. You know what I mean? Certain people, certain people are, you know what I mean, gold. You know what I mean? And you're in that category, bro. Well, for brother, like I it was like I said, um, Wolves is always is always my home. You know, mm. I've lived now in London. I've lived in Brixton now longer than I've lived anywhere else in my life. Mm-hmm. Wolves is always my home, though. You know what I mean? So it's a it's just a different energy with you, man's, You know, because we we grew up together. Mm-hmm. We go youth club and run up and down road and all them kind of thing. There, you know what I mean? So. That whole thing where you lot started Zoom calling me um, every week on Sundays, um, you know that that went a, a a long way to helping to keep me here. And in a lot of ways, I feel like you man also helped to save my life. Yeah, you know I mean seriously, because at that time I had no other support for me brother that's why it got so dark for me do you know what i mean because i was carrying all of this weight of of um even before mom and dad and ty passed even before then i was running on vapors man just from the sheer weight of the responsibility of having to lead the care effort for both my parents Mm. and justice was here i was he was living with me. I was homeschooling him and um, trying to make sure that my then partner's needs were all met as well. Um, it was I was carrying a lot, too much, way too much. Um, out of oh man, it's it's a lot. I I just we'll just get boring if I go into it. But mm. you know, it was the end of that year. I had nothing, man. And the reason, one the, re- the main reason why I was so bad is because I had put no support in place for myself. I'm trying to support everybody else around me, making sure everybody else is good. And I got nothing in place for me. But you, man, doing that Zoom call once a week, that was literally all I had at that time. You understand? Mm. That's all I had. So, you know, you, you man, played a big part in, in helping to keep me here, man. Real talk. Mm. Real, real talk. And it was only through that that I discovered that this was something I needed to do. I actually need to talk more. I need to talk to people more. Mm. I need to get all of this stuff that I'm walking around with out. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was only through doing those Zoom calls with all of you every Sunday that taught me that. Now I've discovered what I need to do. Mm. You know what I mean? This is what I need. 100%. I'm exactly the same. And... I think it's a thing. It's a. It's probably a man thing. Like think women, women don't tend to have this issue as much or as readily. I know my daughters. My daughters tell me everything. Sometimes they tell me too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I'm, when I've got something wrong, something's on my mind, and I'm, you know what I mean? I'm under pressure. I just shut up. I, I, I've kind of. I don't know if you're the same crap, but I kind of think well. If I don't put that shit on anybody else, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Let me just deal with it. But 
like you say, the whole sort of talking thing is something that's necessary, man. You've got to release that pressure valve, man, because that pressure can just crush you, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, what, and what you went through with all of that just sort of chain reaction of Shegris <laughs> that went on 2020, mate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was. Um, you couldn't. You couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. Mad. You know what I mean? Losing, losing one one parent is enough. But then to lose. In fact, it was like the day, <laughs> the day I was going to fun, uh, going to finalize the funeral ar- arrangements for dad, is when mom died. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and now all of a sudden. One funeral now becomes a double, double oh, mate, funeral. Mate. Do you know what I mean? I remember that was in the middle of COVID as well. So it was right at the beginning of it. Yeah, it was literally at even, the. We couldn't even come down to come and see it. You had to have limited people at the thing. Yeah, yeah. You had like a Zoom funeral, mate. It was watching you go through that on frigging Zoom, and that was yeah, that didn't horrible. even hold up for very long. The Zoom link went yeah, went yeah, down, it but. Horrible, man. It was um, horrible. That was just the you know the technology. I hadn't learned the technology. Um, didn't it didn't work out as planned. But you know it was it was rough for sure. Um, in some ways, it was good that um, people couldn't come because there was people who I didn't want to see there. Yeah. <laughs> and the COVID just dealt with that for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Give you that excuse. Yeah, really and truly. So it wasn't all bad in that respect. I was. Upset that the traditional songs couldn't be sung at the graveside, you know, by a large number of people. I felt that they were they were robbed of the honouring that they had earned, you know what I mean? Um, given all of their sacrifices and commitments, not just to themselves or uh, to us as their children, but to this country mm-hmm. as well. Um, especially considering the ways that they were treated when they came here. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, But it was good to know later on, I learned that the songs were being sung anyway, because even though the Zoom thing locked off the camera, the people were still there in the room. Yeah, man. man, And so I I didn't even know that people stayed on that Zoom and they were talking and paying their tributes and singing the songs and all of that. I had no idea while I'm at the graveside, I had no idea that although I couldn't hear the songs, the songs were being sung and the tributes were being paid at the at the right time. You know what I mean? So, But I only discovered that later when I discovered a recording of yeah. the Zoom, which I didn't yeah. even realise I had. You know, so then I was able to listen back and realize that actually this was all happening at the time. And it's just amazing to think that, you know, I was feeling a way that they were not getting that at this time, but actually they were getting it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Through this whole internet streaming thing, you know what I mean? Mm. Zoom. Yeah. Crazy times, man. Crazy. Yeah, man. So it was it was funny how this whole thing came about, you Mm. know, through ad really adverse um, circumstances but you know some beautiful things come out of it as mm. well you know we got this whole new community of people on Twitch and YouTube whatever yeah. we, I wouldn't we wouldn't know these people if if we hadn't started this mm. you know what I mean so and now to then for us to start meeting up in in person as well is a it's a beautiful thing man 
It's a beautiful thing. So serious, I give serious. thanks for that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what what are you, what would your takeaways be from this past two years? Obviously, you know I mean? Everyone got licked by this COVID thing. Mm. So, do you know what I mean? How did that change your kind of thought processes, how you go about your day-to-day after that? Obviously, you've been through some major traumas and stuff, but what are your yeah. learnings after that? Did it change how you are, how you perceive things, how you do things, how you operate? Yeah, you can't go through something like that and it don't change you. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't go through that level of 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 grief and trauma and it don't change you. You know what I mean? Mm. Um how it's changed me is at the moment where I am now, <clears throat> I would say I am, um, how would I say? I am more aware of most things around me. I'm aware of um, the shortness of life, although I, I had that already because my brother died when I was, in my last year of school so I already kind of um, knew about bereavement and grief and all that um, but I am definitely feel more aware of everything in life at the moment I'm aware of my more aware of my thoughts my feelings um, and processing those things as opposed to sometimes being a slave to them um, I am just opening up my my mind uh, and my heart to new ways of thinking, new ways of being. Um, the main thing I think is, as I said before, I had I put no support in port in place for myself mm-hmm. in 2020 uh, and the years preceding it and afterwards. Well, I did afterwards, but. That's my biggest takeaway was to never be without support, never be without people who you can talk to. You know what I mean? Um, That was my biggest problem was not having people that I could talk to um, uh, and support me with all what I was dealing with at that time. So now I have a great network around me I will make sure I will never be in that situation mm. again because it doesn't just affect me it affects everybody around you and everybody connected to you as well because mm. if you're not in your right mind then you're not thinking straight then it's going to come through also in the things you say and the things that you do mm. and that also affects everybody around you as well you know what I'm saying so mm. um, that's the key thing that's the key, for me that's the key thing mm. you know what I mean and so I now, I I watch different things. I don't watch the same things I used to watch before. I used to watch news a lot and foolishness. Um, I'm more... <laughs> the news, a lot of the news is mainly foolishness. Yeah, it's true. mainly foolishness true. and propaganda. It's foolishness true. and propaganda. So, news and other foolishness. Yeah, that's what it is. Indeed. That's what it is, man. Uh, I feed my brain different material. I follow different people. I follow... Um, spiritual leaders um i follow buddhist monks i follow um a spiritual leader called muji um i even watch a lot of russell brand stuff mm. um he's very political but also he's also very much into uh, spiritual awakening um and, and things of that nature so 
I follow different people. Uh, I listen to different music um, as well. I don't just listen to dirt. I listen to other. <laughs> I was about other to say, man, where's the healing in that? There was no healing in that baseline, fam. You know what I mean? Don't get it too. Yeah, that that it's it's therapeutic in a different way, in yeah, a yeah. different way, more in a kind of violence way. Violence. You know what I mean? Um, but I listen to different kinds of music as well. I have a lot of 528 or 525 kilohertz stuff on just in the background. Elaborate on that because like you were you were talking to we were talking about this when I was down there last. Elaborate on that. So um five hundred and twenty-eight kilohertz is is supposed to be like a healing uh, frequency. So um it's something that I play a lot. You can go onto YouTube and just put in five twenty-eight kilohertz and you'll get different videos come up and um it's just like natural sounds, you know, natural, very um, healing sounds, therapeutic healing sounds. Um, so I just have that in the background a lot when I'm just in the yard, just mm. do my regular daily stuff. So um, I now meditate, um, usually in the mornings. Um, I eat very differently. Um, my sleeping pattern has improved a lot. I exercise more. I'm just more conscious of looking after me because that's my biggest problem. I was neglecting myself, mm. you know what I mean, for too long. And, you know, it wasn't pretty when it all just kind of came to a head or, you know, I was just in a bad place, man. So now I just, I guess that's that's the best way to sum it up. I look after myself much, much better than than I did before. Yeah. Yo, thanks to Diva. Some some beautiful comments coming in, man. Thanks to Diva and everyone with the positivity, man. Hilary B, I think, made a comment earlier too. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, like, for example, you, you obviously were looking after your parents um, as they were you know what I mean, sort of deteriorating, similar to me looking after my mum. Mm. Did you find sort of the, the the sort of time leading to them? I, I look back now and I look at the kind of... With, with my mum, it was kind of over a period of, say, five, six years, the sort of deterioration happened. And it was gradual up until the end and then it was, it was quite rapid, you know? Mm. And I kind of think that... Um, that time it took more out of me than I actually appreciated mm. until after the fact, do you know what I mean? Yes. You know, like when it got to like sort of pandemic time after the after the funeral and the dust kind of settles a bit and you just realise that, yo, I'm done. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I didn't have any fight left. It yeah. was like it was like that. Yeah. Because it was kind of like you would you'd go to work, come back go and see my mum, sort out what she needed sorting at the yard, mm. argue with her because she hasn't taken the tablets, come home, Vex, <laughs> raise my kids for 15 minutes and repeat. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that was that was my day every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, obviously like, my sisters would help out and stuff, but it, that that's how it just was, you know? Mm. And seeing that and and it get worse and worse as over that length of time, I never really appreciated when you're in the middle of it you just do it because that's what needs to be done and yeah. it wasn't until like after the fact that you realise that boy that's right 
that's rinsed me good, that's and, right. good and proper. It was the same I mean? for me. It was exactly the yeah, same for be, me, man. brother. Yeah. I didn't have any time or let's say I didn't have, I didn't make time. I didn't make time to um, pause or reflect on uh, what I was dealing with in leading that career for, for mom and dad, you know, yeah. and it was very, very complex, yeah. you know, very complex um, set of circumstances. I even ended up having to face off against relatives in court um, over financial skullduggery that was going on with... Skullduggery, um, sir. Well, yeah, with um, my parents' money. You never want to have to face off against relatives in court man it was a it was a horrid experience mm. but it just added to all the stress i was already yeah. under do you know what i mean yeah. so i didn't make time to to really stop and reflect on what it was doing to me and like i said i didn't have that space um to do it because mm. i hadn't created that i wasn't the the we weren't doing the zooms um at that time until later, until mum and dad had passed yeah. and Ty had passed. Um, so before that, th th there was there was nothing. So there wasn't even a space where one of you, man, or someone could say, yo, what? You, how do you feel about such and such? Mm. Just that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, what are you going to do about this or how are you feeling about it? There was no space for for that really outside of my yard and I needed something outside of the yard. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm specific just for me. Mm -hmm. um, and and I didn't have that. So like you said, a lot of the time, we just on autopilot. Yeah. So yeah, i got to go look for dad, look for mom. i got to carry it buy all the stuff that they need and bring it to them. i got to attend this meeting for them with social services and this meeting and da da da, da. I got a reply to this email for them and it was a lot, man. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Big up to everybody with the, the, the positive comments in there, man. It sounds like people have been through similar situations and experienced like the, 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 the death money family equation. If you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triangle yeah, yeah. of Shegris. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a common thing, unfortunately. It's a common thing. It is, thing. man. It is and I think, thing. Like, like you, it was only after I made the time to actually kind of reflect and take stock of my thoughts and feelings, that I, that's when I realised just how much damage had been done. But yeah. at the time, you ain't got time to stop. I ain't got time to stop. And plus, my son was living here and I was homeschooling him. So I didn't even have time yeah. to pause and grieve mm. my parents or Ty because I had to still get up every day and be switched on for him and deal with his homeschooling. So there was no time to just completely really shut off and just grieve, yeah. you know what I mean? Or much less process or my my thoughts or feelings or any of that. I just had to keep going. Yeah. When, when they were here, I had to keep going. When they were gone, I still had to just keep going. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I still think a big fault that I have personally, I don't know what you say, but you, you sound like you've you've changed up how you operate sort of personally looking after yourself regarding how you think you've got this the you know what I mean, the the the, 
the meditation and the the reflection side of things. I still don't think that the reflection piece of things of the self healing is something that I have mastered yet. You know mm. what I mean? I tend to just do shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. Rather than plan, I just go for the next thing. Clock that next thing. Clock. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. I the, 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 that sort of reflection thing is definitely something I need to improve on. And um, you know, what I mean? I'm I definitely to my advocate my daughter's, that. My daughter's bro. lecturing me all the time on things, man. Yeah. yeah, man, but you know we have the space, bro. We have yeah, yeah, the space, yeah. so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, you can use the space in, this, in the same way. It's, uh, you guys started it for me, but now it's become something for all of us. Everybody, everybody comes to the table. <laughs> Everybody's bringing else. their things yeah. to the table now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally, we get a WhatsApp, go, yo, we're meeting tonight, or what? You know something's gone down. <laughs> you know <laughs> something, someone's got something to bring to the group. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny because it's funny cause when you, you drop on about five minutes later, man's already in there and it's kicking off already. Like, and then, and then they said, like, "We, you know what I mean?" That's how it you're was talking about time. this Sunday, innit? Yeah, you're talking yeah, about yeah. the Sunday gun. I was like, "Raw." I'm just sat in the background, just listening, trying to work out what's, what's happened there. I'm like, "Damn." You know what I mean? That's a real so, some yeah, things, man. man. Yo, you gotta, you gotta. I'd strongly advise you to, you know, to 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 do that, man. Yeah. Talk about that stuff more. You know what I mean? Talk mm. about that stuff more because I'm I'm with a number of different groups now. So there's one a lost cafe group which is about death and bereavement primarily. Yeah. Um, big up to Dizza, man. Black big people. Dizza's in there. Oh, big up Dizza. Yeah, Dizza's in the midst. Salute, the place, man. Yeah, man. Salute, salute. Respect. Family right there, man. Big up D. Yeah, respect for that D. Salute. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm yeah, involved in the different cafe, groups. Yeah, yeah different yeah. groups, online support spaces, and there's a there's a couple, uh, at least one at least that's just for just for men, just for black men, and so myself and three others, um, D, AJ, um, and uh, Mr. Town Zen. Um, we all got together to put on this thing, which was like the Lost Cafe, but it was just for men, just for black men who were suffering from bereavement or grieving or suffering from grief or bereavement at the time, whether present or, or, or historic. Um, and those sessions, man, we expected, we did one and we expected maybe about two or three men to come on to the thing, right? First one we did. We didn't really put out much promotion for it or anything. When we opened up the thing, we had over 20 men from about four different continents. <laughs> and we're on there from all... I don't even know how they found out about the thing. But there were men on there from all over. Mm. Um, and the conversations were just deep and a mm. recurring theme when we were talking. A lot of us talked about um, our experience, our, the experiences of being fathered by our fathers, mm. um, and and growing up and what that was like. Whether you were had your father or you didn't, people talked about just growing up as a as a black male wherever wherever can, they were growing I, up. Can I just guess how that went? <laughs> was Go it, on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to give you something to cry for? <laughs> All the familiars, all the familiars, yeah, all yeah, the familiars. Yeah, that's essentially how it was, man. But the the recurring thing was how um, how talking 
was not something that was natural to us or was even encouraged. Talking about our feelings um, was not encouraged. Um, in fact, it was discouraged with us. Either it was discouraged in the yard, you just gave the perfect example. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want to give something for crying for tapping eyes. So you couldn't, you couldn't cry. That was another thing. Crying wasn't acceptable. Um, talking up your mouth wasn't acceptable. Um, so you couldn't really talk. We weren't encouraged to talk openly in the yard, and then you couldn't be like that outside the yard either. Because if you like that in the ends, man would think you're a surfers and you're gonna be a target. Take you for so, chips. Yeah, they're going to take liberties with you. So you can't be in any way vulnerable or whatever in the yard. You can't do it outside the yard. So where in the hell can we go and be vulnerable and talk about our feelings or emotions or cry if you need to cry or whatever? There was no way we could do that, for us to do that. We were never encouraged. We were actively discouraged from doing that. So when we opened up this first meeting, the amount of guys that came on and the, the depths of the conversations, man was barling from the first session mm. and it just showed how deep some of the stuff was that these men were carrying mm. and how desperate they were to get it out. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's 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 a difficult one for us because we are discouraged so much from talking. But I would strongly say to you, brother, get on this, get on this. You know, what I mean, we've got the group set up for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use yeah. that, and anything else that you see. Like I went on something this week that I saw. I saw an online uh, Zoom thing, public Zoom thing about anxiety and depression. So I thought, okay, I'll I'll take a look in, um, and it was um, by a a BME. I hate that term, but BME forum in a particular area. I won't say which one, um, but I went in there just to take a look and whatever. It wasn't great. It was kind of pants to be honest. Yeah. But there are other ones that I've been to where there's been phenomenal. Um, people doing phenomenal work and I've been able to access other people in other groups and so now I have this network of support you know what I mean I have a network now I don't just have the one group which was human initially I now have a network of support so I, I can't advocate it enough brother yeah. really and truly just got a comment an interesting comment from Natasha there where she's saying that it's not a gender thing within within black culture. It's something that she identifies with too. That's interesting too. Right, okay. That's an interesting comment. Thank you, Natasha, for sharing, man. That's um It's interesting, man. It's real, man. Do you know what I mean? It's I've been in situations with work where you know when you're you're on that work treadmill, you're trying to move up the slippery pole, you you're grafting and you're working some crazy hours and the pressure's on. And mm. I remember one time I was um I was working over in Birmingham and I remember coming out to the department in um, where my place of work and I was walking to the train station and I just felt myself get short of breath, man. My shoulders are up and I was like, yo, am I freaking having a heart attack? But what it was, it was just like anxiety and just straight stress, man. Mm. We just, just, just 
lick me. Do you know what I mean? I went right. to the doctors, got checked over, everything was perfect. It was just stress of the moment, coming out of work, and finally in my body, it was kind of like the, the autopilot of dealing with whatever stressful situations I'd been in yeah. work yeah. in, coming out and the walk down, kind of like switched off those those like adrenaline glands kicking off and making me cope with the thing. I just like shut down, mate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, when you yeah. realise that, you know, you you, you you go on the treadmill and you, you're doing the gerbil thing for a long, for a, for a time. And most, some people have a higher tolerance to it than others. For real? But it will catch up with you, man. It will. At one it, point it, or another, it, it will. It does, especially if you, you have an awakening to, um, your emotions and your need to express them. If you're not really built like that, then maybe it's not going to affect you so tough. You know what I mean? Like, my dad wasn't really built like that. And I'm just seeing a chat, a message in the chat from Ian Morlin. I think he was saying that his dad wasn't like that either somewhere. I think I saw something mm. along those lines. And... Um, it may be a generational thing. Well, this is what I was kind of alluding to. Yeah. This is yeah. what I was alluding yeah. to because my dad wasn't built like that either. So when mm. I got into... There was a period where... Each time I see my dad, I would hug him, right? And I would tell him I love him, mm. yeah? And I really wanted this from my dad. But I noticed that when I did it, I just made him feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I could tell he was <laughs> making oh, him feel on, uncomfortable. No, wait, I need yeah. <laughs> Thinks idiot. Talk in your chest. <laughs> so, in the end, I just stopped doing it because I could tell as much as I wanted it, I was, he wasn't built like that. Yeah. And he was just feeling, the more I did it, he was make, the more I was making him feel uncomfortable. So I just allowed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't wrong him for that because that's, he's talked about how he was brought up and he's just doing what he knows. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Um, but with me, I, I definitely do the, the opposite, especially with uh, justice, uh, totally the opposite you know although sometimes i can my dad slips out you know i'm seeing what i said wait a sec hey man that, that's you, you've got to man you've got to carry on yeah sometimes my dad slips out man certain sometimes. traditions you've got to continue you know yeah man but you know yeah man but yeah the, the love thing it, it, it's a similar it's a similar thing with my daughters man my daughters i make sure i tell them all the time whether they want it or not or not mm. want to hear it or not how much i love them how much i think they're beautiful because they are you know what I mean? And um, hug as much as possible. As they get older, they don't want as many hugs as they're, they're yeah, used to when they were little. It's not cool anymore. It's take cool, it's man. Cool. Do you know what I mean? But they still, they still love it. They still love it, man. And I'm, I'm proud of them, man. Do you know what I mean? There's some wicked stuff in the chat, though, man. Uh, I've been missing a lot of this chat, man. Yeah, We've been chatting. Man, I'm going to have to watch this back. See, I'm trying to put up messages as, as it goes through. but um, don't, I, I wouldn't even bother. A lot of the time, the, the chat messages i don't get to really see them properly until i watch back the stream yeah, yeah. and then yeah, i realize nice. how much i've missed or whatever you know but i'm sure i'm gonna when we watch this back there's gonna be lots of yeah. of messages that that we've missed yeah no, i wish we could have read out <laughs> yeah for real no it's, it's it's reality so with regard to this whole sort of um thought processes and the way of thinking and overcoming. Come on, let's go in. This is the one-time special, mate. There's no more guinea pig moments. <laughs> Whatever it is, let's have it. Come on. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do not knock. Yeah, yeah, do it. So what, what, what I'm saying is, 
what what how do you think music plays a part in overcoming and overcoming these adversities and um, being like a tonic for all this kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? All these stresses. Do you, do you see that? Because obviously music's a big part of you, right? Music is my first love. You know what my I mean? First... So do, you, do you think it was a big part in the healing process? It it absolutely was. Mm-hmm. And also, and and the, the, the live streams that we started doing were... Were I, I? Do you know what? I'm not even sure I've. Oh, like, I've let me just pro- say, a big up to Adrian Applewhite, and he's 100. Is Adrian correct. in there? Oh, he is man. on YouTube. Wow. Big up Adrian. Big up Adrian. Salute, brother. Wolf soldier, right there, mate. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. important to try and de-stress, for it's the number one killer amongst people of color. For real, mm. they say that stress is the silent killer, and he's dead right. He's dead right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're talking about music as being a helping the healing process and thing. Wagwan. Yeah, um, I started listening to listening to different music, you know. Mm. So yes, the dirt does, has come into my musical repertoire as well, but <laughs> different kind of tunes as well. Um, I listen to a lot of lo-fi beats, which for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's like chilled, very down tempo instrumental um, hip-hop beats. I listen to a lot of that stuff now. Um, um, I feel like we should just do some of these messages in the chat, you know. Some, yeah. There's some loads of good messages of coming up. Um, Hillary says she has very open convos with her son, so he knows there's nothing off the table. Mm. Um, if he can't tell me, is ride or die mum, then who can he tell? See it there? That's it, man. That, that's, I, I think does. that's important, man. It is. Because I, I hear about so many stories of, um, and it's heartbreaking, so many stories of like some teenager, 13 year old kid sort of committing suicide. And mm. you're thinking, oh, do you know what I mean? What, what they've gone through to get to that point where they're thinking, there's nothing I can do about this. I might as well just knock it yeah. on the head, sort of thing. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever go there. Never say never, but I don't, I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of. At that age, to think there's nothing left, man. That's it's 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 sort of like horrible, horrible to think that. You know? Yeah, it it is, it is, and and yeah, from being in that place, it ain't great yeah. when you feel like there's there's nowhere mm, left to go. There's <laughs> the only escape. Um, and for me, thinking along those lines, it was about escape. It was about escaping the the pain mm. of my reality because I could not bear it, you know? And I thought I, there is no, there is, because there is no escape from it. Mm. There's no escape from it. When you lose people, especially the amount of people that I lost in, in that short space of time, in that one year even, because the, the relationship loss was another, it's another loss and there's another separate kind of grieving to that as well so it was all of those losses um for the year um and uh yeah it, when you when you get to that place where you just feel like th- that's the only way you can escape it mm. it's not cool no man it's not cool you know but thankfully you know justice was here um and that was my biggest deterrent because i couldn't bring myself to 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 do that to him especially as he was living 
here with me at the time. So he was living at his mum's. I don't know, it might have been a slightly different story, but he was he was here with me. Um, and obviously you guys starting the Zooms towards the end of the year really, 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 really helped a lot. A hell of a mm. lot. It was that that showed me, like I said before, what what I was missing mm. and what I needed. That Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. the the music thing has has just been an evolution like everything else. So um uh let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Evil Needle is someone that I listen to. I've Evil discovered Needle. and listened to a lot. On deck, sir? Yeah, yeah. Would you care to, so... for chance, put on the sitting thing? All right. <laughs> this is a... Evil, need... Evil, Evil Needle. Evil Needle. Yeah, Sounds I listen to man. a lot of Evil Needle. Listen. Lo-fi beats. Kind of like Monday lunch break music. Yeah. All right, so Laura Stars said it's like chill hop. So, do you know what? I'm I'm so out of the loop with like the the, the correct terms for the genres. Do you know what I mean? I've well. Got, I've got things named how I name them. I know what it means, and I know what that is. I know what folder I'd put that in on my. Yeah, story, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So chill hop is 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 a for those that don't know, chill hop is a a radio station that plays 24 hours a day on YouTube. Now, Laura, I actually discovered Evil Needle and that tune on Chill Hop. So. Uh, before I got into the whole 525 or 528 kilohertz stuff. Um, myself and Justice, we were listening to a lot of chill hop in here. When I was doing his homeschooling, quite often we'd have chill hop on in the background, just some nice mellow music to just help keep you awake but not be distracting. You could still just chill out and do your work and thing. And I found it helped me to keep, to make me a bit more productive sometimes when I was working as well. But just just kind of chill zone, calm my mind down, slow my thoughts mm. down. You know what I mean? So chill hop is something that I listen to a lot. There's two chill hop channels, but if you just go on YouTube and type in chill hop, mm-hmm. then they'll they'll come up. So yeah, Laura Stars is saying she uses it as background too. Same thing, same thing. So um, that's it's 24 hours a day. So if you like those kind of beats, yeah, yeah. Um, you can um, check that out. And this is a... Just one more evil needle that I really like as well. Again, I discovered this on Chill Hop. Chill Hop as well on YouTube. Another one of my favorites by uh, Evil Needle.
yeah. it's the, the kind of um, I've, I've definitely got into going into rabbit holes on Bandcamp and getting instrumentals like that kind of thing mm. you know what I mean and and just Yo, D'Artagnan's in the building man G-Force has arrived oh is he where am they what's going on sir salute g-force good evening evening. welcome to the party yeah man we're just getting deep in here mate yeah mate yeah man musketeer original yep so yeah man them beats those those beats are strong in my repertoire now Mm -hmm. yeah i mean so these kind of beats have helped me a lot over the last 12 to 18 months Mm yeah i mean those kind of beats definitely helped me a lot. And then just other more spiritual stuff as well. Um, this track I'm going to draw is one that after my dad and my mum and Ty all passed, mm-hmm. um, I did a stream. I think it was the first stream I ever did. I don't even remember if I actually streamed it or whether I just recorded it. Um but I, I, I started off with this and from that, I just, I couldn't play this tune without crying for ages, for ages afterwards. Mm. Every time I played this track, I just started bawling because mm. um, I now always associate this track with dad, mom and Ty because it kind of talks about kind of like afterlife kind of thing. So mm. anyway. Is this Luciano? It was an hard tune to listen to, but it helped me a lot as well. Oh, excellent is thy name, almighty and terrible. track entitled No Night in Zion so that was a tune I played a lot after their passing but I was about every time time I played it but yeah I can play and be cool now so like Mel says I guess I'm on I'm on the road to healing because I'm not balling when I play anymore (laughs) 
you know what? The one thing, that's the one blessing I've got, man. My mum's tasty music was shocking, so I'm not even going to be playing none of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You never want to go in here, mate. Oh, gosh. So, okay, let's go on to One Nation streaming. So, do you know what I mean? Obviously, we, we started doing... We started doing this thing on the back of our Zoom calls and call to arms, call to action on one Sunday night. Me, you, G-Force and um, Beat Pusher come up with our fastness. Yeah, this is, yeah, but this is going on the internet, man. Just stream, man. Sure. <laughs> you got kicked now? Yeah, well, we'll make something happen. Let's go, man. <laughs> I got a phone. Can, can I work? You know what I mean? We just rise. Oh. That was sound. That was a soundboy thing, man. Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, that that's that's the difference on. with the soundboy team. We stayed on for hours, hours trying to figure this thing out. But we got there got on the there. Friday. We were live and we did the thing. Mm. You know, in less than a week. Seriously. And uh, it's funny watching back the old sessions now, and looking at watching oh the original God. sessions and the ones that we do now. Hold on, man. Flipping uh, Hillary Sussby, mate. Yeah, was man. She, nah, she was on a Jim Reeves, Dolly Parton, um, one called Boxcar Willie. Who's that? <laughs> Boxcar Willie, you know. Boxcar Willie, you Yo, know. Yo, she bro. must have been on some Nat King Cole as well then, maybe. Yeah, yeah, not? yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was more on Saturday morning, she'd be playing some Dolly Parton, mate. I'd be like, mate. So what is it with, with Jamaican elders and country music? Don't know. What is that about? I don't know. I don't know, but that's all she was on. She was on church gospel music or Dolly Parton. That that was what that was her thing. You know what I mean? Val Jamaican Lincoln, elders seem to have a really big fascination with westerns, <laughs> with the music yeah. and the films. Yeah, yeah. My I dad mean, was big into his cowboy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I to be honest, it, I've inherited it. To be honest, I, mean, I love westerns, just watching westerns as well. But the thing with the music always kind of baffled me. Yeah, man. But there was also um, country music and gospel mashup. <laughs> Put a baseline on some Dolly Parton. Yeah, man, Yo, don't give work. us ideas around here. Who yeah, said man. that? Don't give Hillary. us ideas around here, Hillary. Yeah, You'll soon start hearing that on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah I mean, Celine Dion. Charlie Pride. Did you did she listen to Charlie Pride? Charlie Pride. You know about I don't Charlie think Pride? So. I don't know. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, Charlie well, Pride I, I was, was to... like he was like a black Jim Reeves. Raw. So he Yo. was smooth like that and he was on that whole gospel Christian yeah. thing. Did he rock a cardigan? He sounds no, like but he, he rocked, rocked a some big, you know, them big colour shirt. Right. It was a and thing. thing. Right, yeah man. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah man. Charlie Pride. Yeah man. So I'm I'm scarred, mate. I'm scarred from my youth with music <laughs> in my yard. You know what I mean? My, my my dad my dad had a selection, but my mum, mate. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean. So. I tell you, I tell you what else has helped, right? What I've what I've started to become more attuned to, as as I said before, I'm becoming more aware of everything in in my life now. Mm. What I eat, what I do, what I watch on. Uh, or feed my brain with what I'm reading, but also the lyrical content of music. Now, mm. some of it speaks to me a lot more now. Mm. You understand? So, um, this is one that we've played on 
um, some of our streams. I think Fridays and maybe one of the other streams in the week, like a Monday or something. Lyrical content. So these kind of tunes. Is it the one beat push it drop, man? Sit on pony. Is it that? <laughs> no. Is it that? Is it? How no. did you know? How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> because listen, you know, let me not even go there. Let me not even go there. Let me not even go there. Sorry, right, man. So sorry, man. Choose like this. Moment, man. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, it's we're keeping it real, innit? We're keeping it real around here. <laughs> Oh, hold on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? Okay. So we played this one before, yeah, but yeah. messages in the music kind of speaking to me differently these days, you know what I mean? So, it's one of my favourites again. So that is Madison McFerrin. Madison McFerrin, track entitled Try. Beautiful tune. So Beautiful. them kind of vibes I'm really feeling right now as well mm. with the music and the, and the lyrics too. I'm on that. You know what I mean? Car bonnet. Yeah, man. Car bonnet. Man said car bonnet. <laughs> For real. Nah, it's, 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 it's a serious thing, man. It's It's... Yeah, it is is cool. It it, it is mad. I mean, this whole kind of lockdown pandemic nonsense is, it's, I've said it multiple times, but it's kind of given me a much deeper appreciation of the arts, you know what I mean? Of Mm. music, of film, you know what I mean? Because that is what's kept me sane during this, as well as having good people around me, obviously. But the... Just deep. I mean, the amount of rabbit holes I've gone, I've gone down on Twitch. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Where mm, mm. you go and watch a DJ just playing tunes of whatever genre, and you're listening to what they're playing, and you you go off on a down a rabbit hole on Bandcamp, or you go down a rabbit hole on Spotify, and you're listening to all sorts of different things. Mm. It just, you know what I mean? I think I get a, a much deeper appreciation of those people who are creating the music, those people who are playing the music. Mm. And I think those people are the people that got hit the hardest during the whole lockdown thing in the first place as well. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know? our our whole industry worldwide was shut down. Mm. Nobody could work or make any money. It was shut down globally. Mm. Um, 
So um, I, I could definitely relate to how the impact that that had on all of us who's in the industry. But at the same time as well, I think though the streaming times that we had and going down those little rabbit holes were, for me anyway, they were, excuse me, welcome distractions, mm -hmm. you know, from the reality of what I was having to deal with mm -hmm. at the time. Doing the sessions on Fridays was... Um, was also a welcome distraction from what I was dealing with in my real life at the time. You know what I'm saying? So although, you know, when I'm in it, I'm in it and I'm loving it. And obviously we have bear jokes and play the dirt and, and all of that. But there were times when, you know, I would be in tears like just minutes before we went live and I'm trying to mop up my eyes and, mm. you know, not show that. And then there were other times when, I brought down Barney like minutes after I've pressed stop because then I have to return to my real, mm. to the real world and the reality of what I'm having to deal with. You know what I mean? So those two hours on Fridays really were, they were, yes, they were about pleasure and enjoyment, but they were also for me about escapism. It mm. was about escaping the pain of my reality at mm. the time. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was just a welcome es escape, man. Really mm. and truly, and a, a welcome distraction. And then the rabbit holes were a next distraction mm. uh, as well, but they were welcome ones. You know what yeah. I mean? And where would you say your head's at now regarding all of this sort of stuff now? Um, my head at the moment is in, is, is in a much better place. My head and my heart, my spirit, everything is more in alignment now. Mm. So I don't have so much conflicts of head and heart and spirit anymore, which is ultimately what you should operate, be operating in, in, in alignment. Everything should be in, in alignment. So I am uh, in a much better place. As I said, I'm, I do a, I'm doing a much better job of looking after me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Treating myself um, right when and how I need to taking the break off Twitch and live streaming, yeah. you know, was something that I needed uh, and wanted to do for me. Um, I knew I needed a break. I knew I was like, okay, I'm, my, my brain and my body is telling me I need a break. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm better at listening when my body's talking to me. You, you listen, otherwise you, you kind of pay, you run the risk of paying the price for it later. You know what Indeed. I mean? Indeed. So, I needed to 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 step out and just take a break and just pause, close my eyes, just reset, refocus, contemplate some things, think through some things. But I needed to have a, a complete time out to do that. Mm -hmm. So right now, head's in a good space, man. You know, I'm in a much better place in 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 all ways. You know, in terms of my mental health, my mm -hmm. physical health. Um, the business, you know, we're going to see some some definite movements, big movements on the business side um, this year. Uh, Twitch, when I come back off on Twitch, you know, there's going to be some changes there too. So Yeah, man's already showing me shit before we started, <laughs> man. Man's going on some Tony Stark Avengers type <laughs> business. Am I name technical, you know? Yeah, I do. Man's going on with some different stuffs, mate. You know so it's I mean? all it's all it's all progress and development. 
you know. So right now, my head's in a in a good place, man. In a very good place. I'm just grateful, thankful that I'm still here. I'm grateful and thankful for the support network that I have around me that's holding me, that's got my back. You know what I mean? Um, so um, yeah, it's, it's I'm in a good place, man. I'm in a much better place. I've still got. I'm still, you know, learning that doesn't doesn't end. Growth doesn't end, you know, development, expansion doesn't end. Um, but uh, I've, I've done a lot of that over the last 18 to 24 months, a lot of that, and uh, much better for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah, anything you'd care to share about the whole One Nation thing now? So when you come back, you know what I mean? You're going to come back like Arnold Schwarzenegger and just blow up things. This what, is what, what people seem to be expecting, you know, because I was listening to <laughs> Mr. Diesel last night, last night on the old school hip hop radio. And he's like, yo, boy, when DJ Croc comes back, you know, he's going to make you know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I get this, this rep, but shut, um, up. shut up, man. Don't, 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 how I get, that, how I get that rep? Shut up. <laughs> shut up. You know Are you named Technicidan? You know, I don't have no name like that. Nah, man, nah. But I don't. You know that's I mean? like God's. That's a Godzilla name. You know what I mean? Technicidan. Get in, get in the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> kill me, kill me now. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Let off some steam, Benny. <laughs> and all that. And all. Don't so, get start down the Arnie, Arnie rabbit hole, mate. Right. When I, when I, I'm going to be back in uh, about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably the first week, maybe the first, sorry, the last week of Jan, first week of Feb, I should be back um, with a new schedule. I mean, I was doing four streams a week before. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing four streams a week. Um, one of them might have to go. Um, because I need to start reclaiming some time for myself. Like I said, I got other stuff doing. The business is going to be stepping up, so yeah. I'm going to need to um, share my time um, or carve it up differently, I should say. But yeah, man, when I come back, it's definitely going to be uh, some new stuff. I want to start doing more stuff like this, just having conversations, you know. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I've been saying this to you, Leroy, and and Beat Pusher for a while. I want to start having more of these kind of things on my channel because... Don't let me get me started about what, we, what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you asked the question, bro. You asked the question. What yeah, about One Nation? So yeah, this this is one of the things that I'm yeah, going to be bringing is more yeah, conversations like this rather than just the music. Um, I want to start just sharing more of what I am gaining. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So the gift of talking like this i feel like when you do it you also empower others to feel like they can talk up yeah, as well you know Definitely. what i mean Definitely. and, and it, it's noticeable in the chat man do you know what i mean how many sort of um you know how many people have commented on similar situations that they've been through or things that they've experienced that's similar to what we've mentioned there it's, yeah it's yeah. Wicked, man. it's a different thing because obviously we've done these interviews before and i've done it with different people but doing it live and having that communication there it's like having a big chat with a whole heap of people at the same yeah, time yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah, good, yeah. for real for real and yeah, so man. this is yeah i've been talking about doing talking about doing this for a while as you know so 
definitely want to do more of these conversations because as well as the music, there are some serious things that we mm -hmm. need to talk about as well. You know what I mean? Um, as a people, there's some serious things we need to talk about as, as well. It's not all just fun and games and music and whatever. There's stuff mm -hmm. when you talk about this, mental health, about mm -hmm. about uh, diet and all, all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, big respect to Adrian said that um, uh, affirmation for the love of the music was medicinal for the masses. Big respect. It was yeah, medicinal for us as well, bro. <laughs> it was medicinal Mate, like as you well for believe. us. Like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like you would not believe. It's um, it's big. I mean, I mean I, I'm, yeah. I mean, this has been good considering it wasn't really, it, it, this is really freestyle. Do you know what I mean? We were just mm -hmm. having like a conversation and regarding the music and the natural conversation just kind of evolved from this. There was no mm -hmm. pre-prepared questions, none of that business. Mm -hmm. It was just, Man of man chatting, cause I know so you can chat. I can talk rubbish for like, like a champ. You know what I mean. So it was, and I think from it, um, I hope that the people in the chat, the people watching, can relate to where crops coming from, where the place where we, we're both kind of coming from, and I think that this space that I'm trying to create with Source of the Four, especially this season, doing it live, is kind of just to talk a bit more about the effect of um, media, the effect of music, the effect of people can have on you. And, and especially talking about what the last two years have actually brought to us and done to us, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's unprecedented and it? it's, a, it's, a, it's been a crazy time, you know what I mean? For and real. obviously your last two years are probably more crazy than most, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, <laughs> it is what yeah. it is, you know? Um, and like Laura says, Laura's just dropped a message in the chat saying more spaces like this is needed, especially after uh, this last one or two years. Exactly. Just like you said, yeah, you know. So, exactly. which is what I've been saying, you know, to you guys all along. All mm. well, certainly for the last few weeks, that these kind of conversations I want to start having. I've been wanting to do this for a good while, mm. but just didn't know how to to pitch it or how to really introduce it mm. to my schedule of what I do already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, this was it. We just had this convo last week and we said, mm. let's do it. Let's just and do it. Here we it just, are. It just kind of happened exactly like how we started streaming. Yeah. Just yep. chat about it, just did it. Yeah. Yep. Literally. Yeah. yeah just, just do it, man. Just do it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping to sort of continue these, these um, streams and these conversations with different people. Um, I, I enjoy doing it, man. I enjoy understanding what makes people tick. Mm. Um, obviously music's a big part of a lot of people's lives and film and that sort of thing, but finding out what people's influences are in regard to these things, but also places, um, events, other people, all the things that make them a person, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm really interested in what kind of molds people. Um, and that's essentially what Source of the Force is about, the, the source of inspiration that drives people to be who they are, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. Croc, big yes, respect, sir. sir. What's your final, your outgoing sentence for the people then, before what we out? lock off? We've been going two and a quarter hours, you know, brethren. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, man, it's nice, mate. Um, my outgoing word is, um, as the flight attendants say on the planes, you know, in, <laughs> in times of, if there's an emergency, Please make sure 
you secure your own face mask or oxygen mask first before helping others. That is my word. That is it. You know, make sure you've got your support in place first, Mm. you know, um, before you start running around helping others, you know. And if that doesn't mean you can't help others, you can still help others, but you have to make sure that you're helping yourself too. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, you got to make sure you put in support for yourself, primarily. Hundred percent. You know what I mean, so that would be my my main word, man. That's my yeah. biggest learning. Make sure you got your support in place for yourself. Because if you're in no fit state to help yourself, how are you going to help anybody you, else? You can't real talk. really help, but you can't you can't be your best. No. Even if you're trying to help others, you're not going to be performing or functioning at your best for yourself or for them, you know, because you haven't secured your oxygen. Yeah, I mean, just, you haven't secured your thing properly first. So smoke's getting in and what, you're coughing and you're you're on the floor. You you can't, you're not going to last long. You know what I mean? So secure your thing first. Make sure you put support in place for yourself. Um, uh, What else I would say? Just look after yourself, man. You know what I mean? Because you need to do it. Look after yourself. Look after yourself in terms of your sleep. Make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure you're eating right, exercising, all the things that you know you need to do. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. You know you why you need to do it. Just do it. You don't need no long talk, no advertisement or no whatever to tell you any of this stuff. We all know it. Just do it, man. I mean, so all them things that have helped me can help anybody. The music, different kinds of music. We haven't even gone into my Latin sounds Mm -hmm. that I really got into uh, a lot as well. But whatever helps, man, my meditating, I'm reading more, I'm listening to different people, exposing myself to different ideas. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, It's all helping. It's all helping. I have a daily routine now i've changed up my diet and my whole day is different Pe- people don't try and get hold of me on my phone a lot of people in the chat will know you try and get hold of me on my phone it's gonna be long and the reason why it's long is because i manage my phone and my time differently my phone now stays on silent or off for pretty much most of the day all right so what i find now is my my home is more peaceful because my phone ain't pinging, 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 pinging or ringing all the time. And my days are more productive because my phone isn't constantly distracting me with every notification that comes in or every call or what have you. So it just stays off or stays on silent. I will go and check it at a time that's convenient for me, not you. I'm not automatically just going to run and jump and answer the phone when someone else wants me. Because it's not convenient for me. It's convenient for them. So I just leave it on silent now. And I go and check it whenever. So little things like this, you know, uh, are, are all helping me. But put in, put in place support for yourself. Whatever works for you. That's one of the things that works for me. And all these other little things work for me. You just got to put in your own support, man. You know what I mean? That's it. Put in, make sure you're supporting yourself. You got in support for yourself. For real. Yeah. Big up. Business requests. Big up Richie Ranks. 
Richie Ranks in the building. Oi. Big up 13 Rhythms as well. Every single time. Big up 13. There's a lot of people in the chat, man. We had gone up to like about 30 people at one point. Um, Rich is asking, how do you manage business requests? I think he means if your phone's off. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, people can get at me. Joe Crock in an emergency, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably a good thing to do. Don't call me in an emergency. So, at the minute, oh, uh, Richie, I respond to the messages throughout the day. So periodically throughout the day, like about three times a day, I check my phone um, and I respond to whatever mess- whatever messages are there. That's kind of how I do it. Unless someone's messaged me via email or on social media, that's how I do it. So it's not like it's going to be days or days or whatever I get back. I normally check my messages about three times a day on my phone three times a day. And if there's anything urgent or that I need to respond to, that's how I do it. Here, here Karen James. She, she, she contacts you through me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm going to start I'm gonna start following Croc now so people don't contact me. Yeah, because text, text my PA, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, mate. Whatever. Just spit in your tea. PA. <laughs> well, I won't be taking any tea from you from yeah. now on then, will I, mate? PA this. <laughs> PA Barackers. PA Barackers, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, Croc, much love for passing through, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Being respect. my guinea pig for this thing. I, I wasn't sure how doing this live was going to work, mate. Do you know what I mean? But Yeah, now to me, man. Now to me. Well, it's been now beautiful. Me. It's been, it's yeah, been I've loved it. It's been good, man. And like I said, through doing this with, with you, man, and Beat Pusher and, and Leroy, I discovered the beauty of doing this, of just talking about this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And how therapeutic it is to talk about this stuff. And in doing so, you know, I often find that other people who are listening to it also get something from it as well. Do you know what I mean? So respect to all the people in the chat as well. Respect to people who will watch this on the replay or watch it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, you know, people will take something away from this this conversation. You know? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and I'm hoping to do more of these, so getting more people on there and going through the same sort of processes, man, yeah, seeing man. what makes people tick. I just thought it'd be, obviously, you know I mean, Crux, my boy, and I know he's, he's a, he don't mind being a guinea pig. But Bruv, he's a, he's how can I be your pig. boy and your guinea pig, but you can't be my PA? What's that about? What's, what's going on? <laughs> I don't no, like no, no, how no, this no. thing's set up in our own boy. Hold on, man. Hold on. PA means I'm, I'm an employee. You're, You're going to hear from my union rep, fam. <laughs> Yo, man, call the rep. <laughs> I'll lick you up before telling the rep. That's, 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 that was, that, see, this is parenting, right? My mum told me. Do you remember when Crime, crime Watch, Childline first came out and Esther Ransom <laughs> yes. chatting about that, chatting yes. about, if you feel like you're, yes. you know what I mean, you're being abused at home, <laughs> call this number. I remember my mum turned around and looked at me and said, I dare you if you call Childline upon me, I'll beat you in front of them. <laughs> Do you know what? I think Adrian, we all thought, I think all of us that watched it felt like it was a lifeline that was being dangled in front of us. It was a lifeline. But we knew we couldn't touch it. <laughs> touch it. Last thing you did, it. fam. Last thing you did. <laughs> About call child on your mum. You're mad, stuff. 
We couldn't touch it. Bro, ribs. You lost yeah, man. You mate. Pop, that mate. carrot was dangled right here. You just had to look <laughs> on it. You couldn't touch it. <laughs> Yo, we're, we're making it sound bad. It wasn't like that. I never got I never got slapped unless I deserved it, to be fair. But, yo. <gasps> I didn't get it. It Gosh. was a setup. You know, yeah, bro, see, grow folks is right. <laughs> it's a setup, man. It was, man. Dragnet. Oh, For real. It was geez. shocking, mate. Shocking. Yeah, but people, man. yeah, if you if you like, if you like this, if you like this, there's gonna be more coming. So many, many thanks for passing through and sharing this last nearly two and a half hours with us, man. You know what I mean? You could have been <laughs> right. anywhere. It's, it's on a school night and we're rocking it here, man. Do you know what I mean? No dirt, just reality. You know what I mean? Sometimes Respect. reality is just as beautiful as the dirt, you know? Yeah, man. If not more so. So, so pro- tomorrow, yeah. we just say before we Ooh. lock off, I'm gonna be running back. Uh, your birthday stream <laughs> on the One Nation Under a Blue Snow. Right, yeah, okay. So How long is that one? That one was about <laughs> two hours. It was more to the proper time. It wasn't like my one, which was like five and a half, nearly Madness six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nine DJs. So Crazy. I think... What, time, what time are you kicking off with that? Eight o'clock tomorrow. Okay. I'll run it back at eight tomorrow. So eight o'clock on One Nation Under a Groove... On Twitch, Twitch, YouTube, and Mixcloud. Blam, blam, blam. If you want to see some jokes, <laughs> some golden moments from the Friday With a special guest. Yeah, man, it was guests. a special one. Yeah. For real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pass true, pass true. I'll be running, I'll probably run a film afterwards if you don't mind, man. I'll see what yeah, man, do it. On. Yeah, man, do it, man. Run, run a thing. Wicked. Nice one. Once again, bruv, many thanks for passing through. Love, brother, respect. Every single time, man. You don't Every know. time, Big man. Big up to yeah, everybody man. in the chat. Every single time, we will Salute. see you real soon. Thank you for sharing the time with us, man. And you know what I mean? All the beautiful comments and sharing your experiences as well has been wicked, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was man. better than I thought it would go. So yeah. thank you. So thank appreciate you, people. It. So people, big love. Peace. Peace. Later.